Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 197. You aren't what you start, you are what you repeatedly do. And obviously I'm playing off of some different words here because, you know, um, we say like, we're not, we're not our words, we're our actions, right? But I also thought about how a lot of times we can start something and feel the dopamine of starting and say, okay, cool, well, I've started and that's it. And it's like, well, no, really it's who we become from doing the things that we need to do to be consistent over and over and over again. This is probably another podcast episode on consistency is really where I want to go with this. And I was reading uh, an excerpt from uh, Learn by Doing from a chapter in Robert Greene's The Daily Laws. I'm going to read it to you guys here momentarily. And, you know, I I like some of Robert Greene's stuff. You know, uh, he wrote like Mastery and um, the 48th, uh, the 48 laws and, and whatnot, you know, he, he definitely writes it from a, a place of, um, humans will be humans will be humans, you know, knowing what humans sometimes will do when they get out of character, if you will, <laughs> you know, and how do you, how do you maneuver knowing that humans will behave and do things sometimes in accordance with what you don't want them to do. But nevertheless, um, you know, I, it was a great chapter and I want to uh, go over that, but I was really thinking about you're not what you start, you're what you repeatedly do. And, I, and I've got several points that I'm going to bring up, but first, let me just read this chapter to you guys real quick. And uh, it's, it's called Learn by Doing. It's, a very, it's just a, a paragraph along with the daily law at the end. It says, the problem with formal education is that it instills in us a passive approach to learning, which you guys know I say this all the time. We read books, take tests, or maybe write essays. Much of the process involves absorbing information, but in the real world, you learn best by doing, by actively trying your hand at the task. So, and then he's got a really great example of a great sushi sushi master chef, which I'm going to get into here in a momentarily, but it's not that I am, listen, I I went all the way with education, um, but I didn't learn a lot of what was taught there. I learned from just being out there and try, the willingness to figure something out for something very specific that I wanted to figure out. You know what I mean? And I think that that's really where the consistency meets also you wanting to be really involved with something that is calling you. The reason why the calling is so important or you being drawn to and then you're like, you know, I need to go into discovery mode of this thing and see it through is because you will see it through. You're more likely to see it through. If you follow others' paths, it's easy to get bored. It's easy to be like, I'm not really sure, but this is, I was told this is what I need to do, so I'm gonna just keep doing it. And then some people take their consistency and go in in a whole different direction than maybe what they should be doing, um, simply because, you know, the consistency is there, but just the wrong, maybe the wrong path. That's not really their, their more, clear calling or called path, right? So he talks then about how the great sushi master chef, and I, I hope I get this name right, but Aiji Ichimura became his, uh, began his work in restaurants as a dishwasher some 42 years ago. 
I don't want to hear anything from you guys if you're like still in the first few months. 42 years ago, his desire was to become a sushi chef, but nobody would tell him how it was done or give him direct instruction. I'm going to address this, by the way. It was a jealously, jealousy, jealously guarded secret. And this happens, and I'm going to address this momentarily, but like this can happen. You can be in certain fields where you're trying to figure it out. You've got the raw talent and you want to figure it out. But maybe depending on who you go to, they may not be so welcoming in, which that's something to consider. That's a signal. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that here momentarily because there will be people, especially in this day and age now, there's a lot more people who would be willing to help. But um, that comes down to character and confidence. And so he says uh, he had to develop his skills by watching carefully and then practicing the same techniques over and over. He would practice in off hours, going over the most intricate motions of the knife. Through such endless labor, he turned himself into a master chef. And then the Daily Law says, the brain is designed to learn through constant repetition and active hands-on involvement. Through such practice and persistence, any skill can be mastered. Pick a skill to acquire and begin to practice. The simplicity of that, the reason I'm telling you that part, that's that's kind of the, the crux of this whole episode is the simplicity of that statement right there. You'll be fine. Whatever you choose to do, whatever skill set you're like, and by the way, none of us feel good at the very, very beginning. I, I coach a lot of people and, I, and some of my private clients know this. Um, whenever there's a resistance happening because something is new, you're not alone. Any of us felt the same way. Now, yes, some topics are probably uh, more sought after than other topics, meaning like, you know, what I might like to do, even though I have no idea how to do it, you may hate to want to try to do and vice versa. But none of us know when we're first learning a skill set. None of us. Nobody does. That's because if you knew it, you wouldn't need to go learn it. And even then, after you do know it, you have to keep learning it. That's mastery. So... The simplicity is when you pick a new skill set, you have to give yourself time. Now, exercising those muscles and doing that because, so for example, I've been in technology and the internet for like 25 years. So me learning, like recently I learned Kajabi because we moved our our creator community over there. I'll make sure to put a link in there uh, in the show notes, but um, I had to learn the whole platform and I did so in about three weeks. And, you know, uh, but here's the deal. Even with the 25 years experience, that wouldn't matter because everything has changed now where things are much easier now. I had to learn when they were much more difficult. So that's why I'm now seeing newer people learn so much faster than me in certain areas on, on tech and I give them uh, immense credit. So so that's what, you know, that's what Robert Greene said, learn by doing in that particular chapter. And I want to talk a little bit about this. So the first point I want to make is that whether you have skills or are acquiring new skills, both need commitment. Several will probably become lifelong commitment. Others may just be complimentary. Um, they'll serve you for a given amount of time, and then maybe that's something that somebody else in your life, your circle, your business, or whatever might do because that may be their thing. Knowing where somebody else that compliments you, business or personal, in that particular task is, is worth knowing right? But there's a lot of things that will be lifelong commitment. 
And that's the beauty of acquiring skills. It's the beauty of the journey because the skills you acquire today may not even play the role that you think they're going to play until five years from now, two years from now. A lot of what I'm doing now, what I'm building now, I didn't have these skill sets even five, six years ago, even three years ago. It's insane. It's cool. And I've been in tech for a long time. So it's interesting um, how some of the things that I learned a little bit later on, which I'd always been adjacent to, I'd always been hearing a lot about, you know, systems and automations and funnels and all these other things. But I waited until like, you know, my late thirties to want to, to want to learn all that stuff. So something to think about, but now I understand it because systems aren't just like, Oh, you make a cool automation that can, um, you know, scale your, your business systems become, Oh, that's how you create a life efficiency consistency, repetition of the really good things. Well, how do you make sure that the quality is really good each time? Well, systems, right? So that that thinking completely changed, but that's also the last four years of my life. That wasn't even a, you know, on my radar, even though I was always around it. So that's another point I want to bring up, which is you may not always see the skill set. You may not always see that you need a skill set that you are aware of now, but there, is, there could come a time that you may end up learning it. Be careful. If you're having resistance towards a certain skill set, it may be that you actually need to learn that. Something to, to think about. Because it's, and it's funny because the, uh, the next chapter that he has, because he does these daily, is uh, how to learn quickly and deeply. I'm not going to do that one right now. But, um, you know, get the book. It's in the show notes, the, the recommended uh, reading list. I made sure to add it. But, um, yeah. So... You, for example, there were a lot of skill sets in tech and internet and marketing and all these things that I didn't really, I knew they were so necessary. I just wasn't doing them. I wanted to stay a, for a long while in the creative. And I know a lot of you out there probably are thinking the same thing. The systems are a great place to exercise your creative spirit. Believe me, because you're creating this kind of like, if I'm here to serve and if I want to sell my products and services. And if I want to, you know, um, influence people with my work or whatever it might be, how do I do it efficiently? And in a way that doesn't burn me out while I'm also serving, you know, a, a greater community that grows every day. So when you simplify, you're like, well, that doesn't sound so bad. I guess I would want to figure out systems, right? So we only, we're only afraid of words and, and ideas when we haven't started. That's why, you know, starting is the first part, which this leads me to my second point. The good news about starting is that you conquered the hardest part. Just start. That's conquering the hardest part. Now, conquering the results, that's going to be found in the repetition. So starting is great. You are what you start though. You are what you repeatedly do. And I'm going to tell you it's not if, but when, as long as you want to see some sort of a result, you will figure it out like a puzzle and it's in the repetition. And, and so I made a couple notes here. Like you may not get any likes, comments or follows to your posts or to your work or to your art or to what you're trying to talk about. You may not get any sales or commissions for your work or art or courses. You may not see the results on your body for the first six months or the first year or two or three, uh, even though the results are happening, right? Like these things, you know, it's not if, but when you have to do the repetition and in repetition, what will happen is when you're not getting a certain result, you, you should be curious enough to be like, what can I do better? 
or what can I understand better? And the reason why I say understand better is, so like, let's say the body, right? I remember when I really first started um, going pretty hard on weight training, that first year, it didn't feel like anything was happening with my body. And it, that's when I started to learn about muscle versus body fat percentage. The muscle was there underneath. And even though I wasn't uh, uh, overweight by any means, um, but as I'm as I'm working down body fat percentage, you start to see, oh, it's just because the fat will overlay sometimes the, the muscle in certain areas, but the muscle's there. The muscle's there. The results are actually there. It was that I had to continue to work down the body fat percentage, which also came from nutrition and active recovery and other things as well too. One big system, right? But you may think because you look maybe the same that in six months or a year, you may think that nothing is happening. Everything is happening. And I have to use the exercise because I feel like in a physical, tangible form, you can see that, right? Um, the same thing, but the same thing happens with your work. When I said you may not get any likes, comments, or follows to your posts or work for a long while. I can attest to that, you know, and a lot of you may not know that, but I mean, it just depends on, you know, where I was at in the juncture. And I even had a bigger account that I did that for. And then I started working on Matt Gottesman like two, two and a half, three years ago. I was really only at like eight, 9,000, 7,000. That was kind of just like residual over so many years. And, you know, the work would get some views, but, and I was happy from all of you guys who, who are, you know, my OGs in the community. Um, and that felt good. I'm like, okay, at least I had, you know, even if it's just, you know, 150, 25, whatever. Everybody starts somewhere. But um, you may not get those views for a while, but I, luckily, I had that ability, though, that is my background. So I at least would be like, okay, well, let me go see what's out there so I can better understand how I can make some changes and give my twist to it, give my my content, give my way of doing things, right? And then um, I grew more in the last two months than I did in the entire history of my account. That's the compound effect. That's the results in the repetition. So you may not see it right away. Like the first, and with that account, what, four, five, six years? But by the way, um, it's also because I wasn't giving it a certain type of attention that I started doing this last year. And really, you can actually figure out in this day and age, I figured out, like you can actually figure it out sooner. But you definitely have to play around with your work in order to be able to see that you can do it sooner. So... Uh, you know, you may also not see the amount of money in your bank account that you're imagining and hoping for right away, right? Um, you may not see the downloads of your podcast the first year or two, and so on. But you can't forget the compound effect. So the good news about starting is you conquered the hardest part. The second thing you're going to have to conquer is the compound effect. That comes with time, practice, and patience. And believe me, there will be times you will be very impatient, and I totally get you. Even with results, you can get addicted to results. I've gotten addicted to results and I sometimes get impatient. I'm not an impatient person, thank God, but at the same time, I do get impatient at times. And when it does happen, I have to check myself and be like, listen, let's first take a moment out for gratitude. Where are we at? This feels really good. This feels really good. Let's honor what we used to pray for. And I immediately go into that mode. And then... I get back to work because it's lifelong work. The third point I want to bring up was in your quest for knowledge, don't be discouraged by those not willing to share their secrets. So I brought this up with this, this uh, sushi chef. 
um, and uh, how you know he people were kind of jealously guarding their secrets. This has happened to me a lot in business. Now, I found two very important points in this fact. Okay, yes, there were many people along the way who didn't want to uh, to tell me, you know, how to do some things or sh share their secrets, and I think that was part of an old system, you know, an old paradigm system thinking. We're, we're, we're really different now in the age of community and abundance and uh, sharing and the knowledge sharing economy and the creator economy. Uh, believe me, everybody seems, I mean, for the most part, a lot more community driven online and you can find your folks. Uh, we've got our creator community. There's a link in the, the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, but, uh, you know, we're all, we all share everything. Like, hey, here's how you do everything. Um, the old paradigm seemed a little you know, structured a little bit differently. Not all, not 100% of the time, nothing's 100% of the time, but I noticed that there was a lot of that along the way where there were, you know, this very outdated kind of way of doing things and it only shows me that they're not someone I would want to trade places with anyways. But I, found, I, I did encounter a lot of people that didn't really want to help and that's okay because they're truly great ones who've mastered their skill and their emotional intelligence. So it wasn't just about their skill, but their emotional intelligence. They want to see you win and they want to make sure that the art goes further they know see i also encountered several people who were like i need you to win in this particular area because if you win you will move the 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 industry forward you will move the art forward you will move the thoughts and the 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 the, the ideas forward you'll innovate it forward the truly greats who've mastered their skill and their emotional intelligence want to see you win especially in this day and age and the second the second point that i i learned um and, you know, I don't want you to, you know, be discouraged about those not willing to share their secrets. Listen, it gives you an opportunity to rely on God instead of man, instead of humans. <laughs> you know, closed doors often lead to many other open ones. And I want you to know that because I uh, wasn't relying, oh, like I, I started to realize, oh, I have to build self-reliance. Oh, I better figure out how to do it just like um, this sushi chef it's so funny to say that those words very fast but uh, sushi chef chef you know um he he had to learn it on his own don't be upset if others won't show you how to do something although you know that should tell you something go find others that can and if they can't if you can't find others learn it in fact learn it so that way when you do find others who are willing to share you might also be able to bring some things to the table and say oh you know what i learned with this and like oh you learn okay i'll tell you this right now people in their mastery who've seen that you've been spending some time in your work oh they want to help you even more i love when people are like here's what i was doing with this and i'm like good for you i was like here did you know you can do this this and this and then sometimes they even show me something that i didn't know i love people who are in the race running it it's the people who aren't in the race and I'm like, I, I don't really know what else to tell you. Just get in and start running just so you have some data points, right? So, and the final point that I want to bring up on this podcast, especially since we're, you know, nearing that 20 minute mark, but do a one, three, five. We've talked about this before. It's in the clarity workshop, but I'm actually leaving a, I'm going to, we just created because of our community, we created a very specific micro workshop. It's completely free. It's a one, three, five. I will link to it in the show notes. It's a one, three, five workshop. All it is, is one specific goal, three priorities, five tasks per priority. It was founded by Gary Keller of uh, Keller Williams Real Estate, multi-billion dollar company. He wrote the book, The One Thing. It's a very, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I do these often. I'll, I'll do this for my money. I'll do this for my body. I'll do it in health and nutrition. I do this for my podcast, for my content and creativity. 
Um, I, you know, I even have a section of this where I did this in the um, in my uh, right design build masterclass for for any of the students. But this is so important. Do a one three five. Why? Because it helps you think about what tasks are important now. And if you click the link in the in the show notes, the one three five, I'll make it specific so you can see it. Um, please go do it. It'll make sense in doing a one three five. You know, some people can do it in 20 minutes, a half hour. I urge you, if it's their first time, doing it in an hour or two. Why? Because it's like this. Here's how it breaks down. If I know um, I want to lose 2% body fat to get to 16% body fat by the end of this year. Okay, that's my goal. That's my one goal in my health and wellness. What are my three priorities? Nutrition, exercise, active recovery. Done. That's it. Those are my three priorities. Then I create five tasks for each of those priorities, five tasks. I'm not gonna get into it right here, but if you click the link and you go through the workshop, I'll, it'll, it'll explain it. But like five five tasks could be like, well, in weight training, I'm going to do um, you know, uh, heavy lifting uh, with my trainer three to four days a week. I'm going to um, you know, uh, do a hike once a, at least once a week or every other week. I'm going to, you, you get what I'm saying? Like these are the, you come up with what those activities are in exercise and movement. That's it. And then why you need to know this now is because now you can schedule it. Now you just start. And then it's just the consistency of showing up. I appreciate you guys tuning in to every single episode. Please check the show notes. I'm going to be updating the show notes on this episode for a few things. One, um, the recommended reading list is there. It has Robert Greene's The Daily Laws that I just added to it. Also, I will put the link to the 135. It is January. I'm a big believer in doing it anytime, but I know a lot of folks like the whole, it's January, it's the beginning of the year, get in there. And then I'm also gonna put a link to our creator community. We do Monday live uh, lives, uh, like coaching every Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. No matter where you are in the world, we record it as well too, but we love having people on. Um, and it's cool. We've got a really good, good crew to run with. And then we even do monthly workshops and other things as well too. So I'll put the, all the links in there. Be sure to check them out. And uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in every single episode. Please leave a five-star written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. We got a lot of new people here in the community. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much as always. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.